God bless you all. What's going on? We are back. We had just finished the, uh, what is it? The book of Luke. I did not start in the order that the Bible has the gospels. So far, we've read the four gospels. That's all we've read so far in this podcast, the Bible read aloud. We went a little bit out of order. So we started with Matthew. Then I believe we did John. Then we did Mark. And we had just finished Luke, whereas in the Bible, the actual order is Matthew, Mark, Luke, then John. And then the book after that would be the Acts of the Apostles. So we had just finished Luke and now we're going right into the Acts of the Apostles, uh, which is, again, a continuation of the gospel. According to Luke, the Acts of the Apostles is also written by Luke, the physician. So, let us do that. Let us start reading the Acts. This is a new book. I'm excited to dive into it. I hope you guys are excited as well. I hope you're doing well. And I hope you've been growing in your faith, growing in your walk with Christ as you've been listening to this podcast. Do me a favor. Um, if this has been blessing you, has been a blessing to you at all, please share it with somebody, um, one individual that God places on your heart for you to share this with so that they also may be blessed and that we can continue to spread God's word and really to be obedient because that that is our job is to, that's the great commission is to spread the gospel to all the nations. This is the good news. This is the word of God. This is the truth that sets man free. And these are the words of eternal life. Like Peter says in the book of John, Lord, Peter, um, several of Jesus's early disciples left him and he looks to the 12 apostles and he's like, will you guys also leave me? And Peter is like, Lord, where else will we go? You have the words of eternal life. So, these, this read aloud, don't take it for nothing. These are the words of eternal life. So, on that note, let us continue. The Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1. The first caption, I'm in the ERV still, the easy-to-read version. The first caption reads, Luke writes another book. Verse 1, Dear Theophilus, the first book I wrote was about everything Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day he was carried up into heaven. Before he went, he talked to the apostles he had chosen. With the help of the Holy Spirit, he told them what they should do. Remember when Jesus got baptized by John the Baptist? The Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. And then... Jesus was led up to the was led up to the wilderness, to the desert to be uh, to fast for 40 days in which he was tempted by the devil in every which way. And when he overcame the devil in every which way, he came down from the desert filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. So I find that interesting that this verse right here, verse two says, with the help of the Holy Spirit. Jesus told his apostles what they should do. 
he uh, in John, the book of John, Jesus tells us the Holy Spirit is our advocate. He's our helper. And look at it. Look here. The Holy Spirit helping Jesus. So verse three, this was after his death, but he showed them that he was alive, proving it to them in many ways. The apostles saw Jesus many times during the 40 days after he was raised from death. He spoke to them about God's kingdom. One time when Jesus was eating with them, he told them not to leave Jerusalem. He said, wait here until you receive what the Father promised to send. Remember, I told you about it before. John baptized people with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, that was in the Gospels. Jesus had returned, um, risen from, from the grave. He returns to them in the upper room and tells them to wait. Here's, here's the quote. Wait here until you receive what the Father promised to send. Remember, I told you about it before. John baptized with water. But in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, the apostles are waiting patiently for what Jesus had promised, for what God the Father had promised, and for what Jesus for what Jesus said to come to pass. That's what they're waiting for. Next caption reads, Jesus is carried up into heaven. Verse 6. The apostles were all together. They asked Jesus, "Lord, is this the time for you to give the people of Israel their kingdom again?" Jesus said to them, the Father is the only one who has the authority to, to decide dates and times. They are not for you to know. But the Holy Spirit will come on you and give you power. You will be my witnesses. You will tell people everywhere about me, in Jerusalem, in the rest of Judea, in Samaria, and in every part of the world. After Jesus said this, he was lifted up into the sky. While they were watching, he went into the he went he went into a cloud and they could not see him. They were staring into the sky where he had gone. Suddenly two men wearing white clothes were standing beside them. They said, Men from Galilee, why are you standing here looking into the sky? You saw Jesus carried away from you into heaven. He will come back. In the same way, you saw him go. So those must be two angels. Just like when Mary and them were going to anoint the body in Jesus' tomb, and he wasn't there, and the two men clothed in white said, Why do you seek the dead? Why do you seek the living among the dead? This Jesus is not here. He has risen, just like he said he would. So these must be two angels telling them, You just saw him carried away into heaven but he will come back in the same way you saw him go. Very interesting because as I was reading this, it made me think of his return when he comes in, when the, when the sky is parted and, and he comes in on a cloud back to earth, his, his second coming. So very interesting. Um, you can read more about that in the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible. Next caption reads, a new apostle is chosen. Because remember, Judas Iscariot had betrayed Jesus and committed suicide. 
verse 12. Then the apostles went back to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives. This mountain is about a half mile from Jerusalem. There's a caption that reads, literally, a Sabbath day's journey. When they entered the city, they went to the upstairs room where they were staying. These are the ones who were there. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. Not Judas Iscariot. There was two Judases. Judas Iscariot was the one who betrayed Jesus and died. This Judas is the son of James. Not sure who James is, but not obviously not the James, not the not the disciple James, a different James. So, verse fourteen, the apostles were all together. They were constantly praying with the same purpose. So, what we are about to see is the beginning, the establishing of the Church of Christ. Um. The church is called the Bride of Christ, His Beloved. And we're, we are about to see the establishing of the church. We're, we're about to see the establishing of Christianity in this book. What we see here, um, obviously all of it is worth taking note. So what we see, see in this situation is, all the apostles were constantly in prayer with the same purpose. They were always on one accord. So how much more important is it for us to gather together to pray with the same purpose, to pray in one accord? It goes on to say, Some women, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers were there with the apostles. After a few days, there was a meeting of the believers. There were about 120 of them. Peter stood up and said, Brothers and sisters, in the scriptures, the Holy Spirit and through David. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What did I just say? Let me run that back. Peter stood up and said, Brothers and sisters, in the scriptures, the Holy Spirit said through David that something must happen. He was talking about Judas, one of, one of our own group. Judas served together with us. The Spirit said that Judas would lead men to arrest Jesus. Verse 18 in parentheses says, Judas was paid money for doing this. His money was used to buy him a field. But he fell on his head, his body broke open, and all his intestines poured out. And all the people of Jerusalem learned about this. That is why they named that field Alkadama, which in their language means field of blood. Um, why did I think he committed suicide? You know what? I'm not making excuses, but that was in this movie. I was going to say I used to love it but I can't stop. I still love it. It's called Jesus of Nazareth. It was a three-part TV series back in the 70s. It's a movie. Six and a half hours. 
basically they blend the gospel of pretty much all the gospels together to make a movie on the life of Jesus. Very scriptural, but obviously there's a few things in there that are not scriptural. One of which is Judas Iscariot hanging himself after betraying Jesus and feeling extremely bad for what he did. He goes and commits suicide. So that's why I said he committed suicide. But it says right here, Judas was paid money for doing this. His money was used to buy him a field, but he fell on his head. His body broke open and all his intestines poured out. And all the people learned, all the people of Jerusalem learned about this. You know what, guys? I got to look this up. Because Judas tried to return the money. Let me look that up for, for all of us. Let's see. Did Judas return the 30 pieces of silver? Mm-hmm. So Matthew chapter 27, verse 3. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse. So he was deeply sorrowful and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. And he goes on, I, he says, I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. So verse 20, uh, verse 5. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. You know what, guys? That's got to be like the third time that I thought I was wrong, but I happened to be right. So I was right. He committed suicide. He hung himself. The movie was right. Jesus of Nazareth. Judas did hang himself. He did return the money. So what? This might have to be a whole different Bible study. The Bible does not contradict itself. Let me just throw that, throw that out there right now. So this would appear to be a contradiction, but I'm sure there is a logical, reasonable explanation for this verse 18 in Acts. Um, I'm not going to go into it. Let me see. How many verses are in this? Well... There's only 20, we're almost done. So let me dig into it a little bit. Because you would think this is a, a contradiction. Verse 18 of Acts says that Judas used the money to buy him a field, but then fell on his head, his body broke open, and all his intestines poured out. Hmm. So, is that what happened, or did he return the money and hang himself? What is a good source so there's an app called gotquestions.org a phenomenal app and i encourage all of you to download it pretty much has any question you can think of that somebody would ask as it pertains to the bible and the life of jesus and it has all these excellent um theological answers um, so I'm going to use this app, Got Questions, to see what it says about Judas. How did Judas die? All right. This is good. This is good. Bear with me, guys. The death of Judas Iscariot 
was a suicide committed after he was filled with remorse, but not repentance. So remorse, but not repentance. Repentance means he would have turned around and did what was right in the sight of, in the sight of God. So he was remorseful, but he was not repentant. And it goes on to say, he was filled with remorse for his betrayal of Jesus. Matthew and Luke in the book of Acts both mention some details of Judas's death. And reconciling the details between the two accounts has presented some difficulties. So that's what, that's what we're faced with right now. That's why I'm reading this. Matthew says that Judas died by hanging. Here is the account in Matthew's gospel. So this is what we just read. It says, quote, So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priests picked up the coins and said, It is against the law to put this into the treasury, since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as burial place, as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. Luke says that Judas fell into a field and that, is, and that his body ruptured. Here is the account in Acts. With the reward he got for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language, Akodama, that is, field of blood. So this is our dilemma. This is our dilemma right now. I'm not reading. I'm just telling you guys. This is our dilemma. Which, it goes on to say, which account is correct? Did Judas die by hanging or did he die by falling? Or are both true? A related question is, did Judas buy the field or did the priests buy the field? Concerning how Judas died, here is a simple reconciliation of the facts. Judas hanged himself in the potter's field, Matthew 27, 5, and that is how he died. Then, after his body had begun to decay and bloat, the rope broke or the branch of the tree he was using broke, and his body fell, bursting open on the land of the potter's field, Acts 1, 18-19. Note that Luke does not say that Judas died from the fall, only that his body fell. The Acts passage presumes Judas is hanging as a man falling down in a field does not nor as a man falling down in a field does not normally result in his body bursting open. Only decom- decomposition and a fall from a height could cause a body to burst open. So Matthew mentions the actual cause of death and Luke focuses more on the horror, <laughs> the horror surrounding it which would make sense because luke is a physician so he would understand as a doctor what happens when you when you're hung and how his body was bloated and then fell and then bursted open of course luke would say that man being a doctor last part says concerning who paid for the field here are two possible ways to reconcile the facts one judas was promised the 30 pieces of silver several days before Jesus' arrest, Mark 14, 11, sometime during the days leading up to his portrayal of Jesus, Judas made arrangements to purchase a field, 
although no money had yet been transferred. After the deed was done, Judas was paid, but he then returned the money to the chief priests. The priests, who considered the silver to be blood money, completed the transaction that Judas had begun and bought the field. Or here's a second option. When Judas threw the 30 pieces of silver down, the priests took the money and used it to buy the potter's field, Matthew 27, 7. Judas may not have purchased the field personally, but he provided the money for the transaction and could then be said to be the purchaser. All right, I feel a lot better after reading that, and I'm glad I did too because that just proves that that app is a thorough resource. So definitely look into that. Let us continue reading from the book of Acts. Verse 19, excuse me, verse 20. Peter said, in the book of Psalms, this is written about Judas. People should not go near his land. No one should live there. Psalm 69, 25. And it is also written, let another man have his work. Psalm 109, verse 8. Verse 21, so now another man must join us and be a witness of Jesus' resurrection. He must be one of those men who were part of our group during all the time the Lord Jesus was with us. He must have been with us from the time John was baptizing people until the day when Jesus was carried up from us into heaven. So these are the grounds for who this next apostle is going to be. They put two men before the group. One was Joseph Barsabbas. He was also called Justice. The other man was Matthias. They prayed, Lord, you know the minds of all people. That's a good prayer. Show us which one of these men, which one of these two men you choose to do this work. Judas turned away from it and went where he belongs. Lord, show us which man should take his place as an apostle. Then they used lots to choose one of the two men. The lots showed that Matthias was the one the Lord wanted. So he became an apostle with the other 11. Hallelujah. So the apostles are waiting for the promised Holy Spirit. Jesus told them, wait. They're waiting. In the meantime, they felt need to replace Judas. Um, So they chose Matthias after casting lots. Now there's 12 apostles again, and they're still waiting for the Holy Spirit. Remember, pay attention as we're reading this book. This is the establishing of the Church of Christ, the beginning of Christianity. Amen. Jesus has returned to heaven, but the the, the ghosts, (laughs) the angels have promised us that he will return in the same form that he left. So... Stay tuned. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We know your word is truth. It is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. As we continue to continue to read it, help us to navigate through life. Help us to understand your word and apply it. And help us to grow in our spiritual walk with you. Um, may the word uh, be a discerner of our thoughts um, and uh, correct us for wrong thinking, correct us for wrong behavior. Um, You love who you correct, Lord, so we embrace your correction. Lead us and guide us 
into all truth. And may we be edified and, and encouraged by your word and your true wisdom, Lord. Help us to be doers of the word and not just hearers. We thank you, Lord, for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, I appreciate you tuning in. God appreciates it even more. And let's continue to grow together. I love y'all. God bless you. Peace.